Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Ramble. JB, what are we doing here? Well, young man, uh, I'm a Wolves fan, you're an Albion fan, uh, yeah. sort of buying it together through family and we came with a concept last year, didn't we, like last year of how we, we sort of passed, passed the time in this sort of difficult moment that we're living in at the moment and we've both sort of wanted do to do you this mean sort of... West Brom going down or do you mean the pandemic? Yeah. But both, to be honest, mate. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one's worse is up to you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we came with, with this sort of um, creation, sort of idea of, of getting together on, on a weekly basis, creating a podcast, which is something we've both been keen to do. Try and put sort of a unique twist on it, uh, something a little bit different, a little bit niche. Um, and as we say, not many sort of people cross the divide, if you like, between Wolves and Albion, <laughs> or even come to, or even come oh. together to talk about them. Um, and, that, and, and that's where the sort of the Black Country Ramble w- was born. It um, certainly was. Yeah, and I think so far, I think I think it, it, it's it's worked out a treat. Really, it seems seems to be going yeah. down well with the with with the paying public. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, wait, they're paying you. Oh shit! No. <laughs> what? That's new to me. Ma- um, Ma- well, you did Ma- very Ma- well there. Just Thanks, for the Ma- benefit Ma- of the listener, Ma- JB didn't know that was coming. I've no, no, thrown him under natural. the bus there. Yeah, <laughs> get to the cab. Um, but it, it is exactly that. If anyone is listening for the first time, we are having that conversation that maybe nobody really has. You might get in on the odd um, BBC WM phone in, um, but yes. you don't tend to hear Albion and Wolves together. And that is why we do what we do. We enjoy the banter. We enjoy having these conversations. And at the end of the day, um, we're missing the pub. We're missing having these conversations in person. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting big nods from JB there. He certainly misses the pub. He's got whip- the booze a big he's got, time. Yeah, he's got whiplash with the speed at which he's nodding there. <laughs> <laughs> Serious velocity. Too, too, too true. Yeah. So this week, we are going to introduce a couple of new features. So if anyone hasn't listened before, um, we haven't done this before. But for those of you who have listened week in, week out, um, this is something we're going to introduce just to keep us on our toes, keep you on your toes as listeners. And I went away and thought, what can I do to spice things up? And I thought, aside from throwing the intro on JB, because I can't do that every week, he'll he'll, he'll crack that in the end, he'll get good at it. I thought, everybody loves football trivia. So just for a quick intro this week, and for a quick intro every week, if this goes well, hopefully, um, JB, I have a quick football trivia question for you. Now, I'm going to give you the whole pod to think of your answer. I'm going to let you stew on it for a while and um, hopefully it'll distract you and you won't go too hard on West Brom this week although we did put in a half decent performance um, again the nods are back uh, for the benefit of the viewer some serious nods yeah. there from JB on the yeah, same yeah, call yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so JB and for the listener this week's question is who was the first Brazilian to win a Premier League medal now, that doesn't mean the first Brazilian to play in a Premier League winning side. They have to have got a medal, so they have to have played regularly enough. I think the old rule was 10. That's changed a little bit. But who was the first Brazilian to win a Premier League medal? Okay. Good question. Yeah. Okay, JB, yeah, good, I'll give you question. all the time you need for that. Um, and if you want to get your pen and paper out, flash some ideas out while we're chatting, you're more than welcome to. Uh, no, no. Sheer panic all, in going, your eyes all, all going in there, mate. All going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> Very David. I'm, 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 I'm dig. I'm digging deep into the old, uh, the arc. I'm digging deep to the, the <laughs> mental archives here. Yeah, and if anyone else is sitting at home and they've got that instantly, brilliant. Tweet us um, as soon as the pod's finished. Um, you will know that answer because I'll be revealing at the end of the pod. But feel free to tweet us while you're still listening. 
Okay, so fresh off the back of that trivia question and that conundrum that's going to swirl around your mind for the next hour, JB, can you tell me about the three points Wolves picked up in the Premier League this weekend? Yeah, well, obviously we played Southampton away uh, Sunday lunchtime and um, Southampton, obviously, in, in a bad run of form themselves. Obviously they got the win over us very well deserved in the FA Cup. Um, obviously, we, we will. I'll touch on that very quickly because obviously we recorded last week's pod during course, that game. Yeah, yeah. When we got when we, when, when we, we got, both when predicted we got, the Wolves win, didn't we? We, we did, and, and and we came out, and it was just awful. There's not again there's anything else <laughs> to say really. So then took took full advantage. We gifted them the one goal. Well, we gifted them both goals, really. To be honest with you, we played the high line, which we're not good enough to do for the first goal, and then it kind of went in off John Woody's leg, skewed in. The second goal was was comical. That's what you'd see on a on a on a comedy sketch. To be honest, the way John Woody. <laughs> Sort of did it. All. I mean, don't be me wrong. I think Sai sold him down the river with uh, with his back pass. But um, you know, either way, Sam deserved the second half. I, I was I was I was disappointed in the fact that we kind of, I was disappointed in the team selection. To be honest, I thought you know what we haven't got loads of games week in week out at the moment like we have done in the previous seasons. The, the team have got that fitness capacity to go to play two full strength t- sides within four days of each other as well within our remit. I thought the FA Cup was a real good chance for us to to go out to something yeah. and, and a route into Europe, get to Wembley. What made it even more gutting was about two hours later, the draw was made and we, and we got Bournemouth. We would have had Bournemouth. I know, Not yeah. saying Bournemouth are easy, but it was the well, easiest, they are now the easiest, the easiest, absolutely the easiest tie of the lot. So we yeah. would have had, and, and, and I, I mean this with the greatest respect, we would have had one foot in the semi-final, if that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, t- so that Massive was, respect to all the Bournemouth fans listening. Uh, no yeah, offense. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Um, Sorry, cherries. But 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 no no. But like so that that was hugely disappointing. Yeah. So then when he put the when he put the line out line up out on Sunday, I thought right okay, here we go. And the first half was well, I can't sum it up by saying that as we touched on the Albion Fulham game a few weeks ago, and I said my my old man messaged <laughs> yeah, me yeah, I know and said in. that was that was the worst first half of Premier League football I've ever seen. He immediately texted me on the on the on the on the whistle for half time and said to me you know I said the other week that was the worst first half that I've seen the album in front of me he goes that's pretty damn close if not <laughs> if not if not the same and and, yeah. and that, that, there's nothing else to say there they overran us they absolutely they just mullered us you know that there should have been more than one nil up um, we were we were all over the shop it, it was we looked disinterested I put a couple of tweets out saying like these players don't want to play for him no more it's almost like he's lost the dressing room something is not right um, and that was, and that wasn't just me saying that off the cuff because it was a crap forty-five. They looked disinterested. We looked disorganised. We didn't have anything about us. It was really disturbing to watch. But then we came out second half, and something clicked. And then we got a slightly fortuitous penalty. Um, you know, I can see why it was given, but I don't think it was a penalty. I would have been disappointed if it had been given against Wolves. So I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, it was a penalty. So I'd have been disappointed if it wasn't. I think the I think the angle of of of, of um, uh, Ryan Bertrand's arm was the reason why the penalty was given because he did look like he was sticking out. He did look like he was making himself bigger. But when you sort of slowed it down, you could see he was trying to turn his body away. So I think it was a little bit fortuitous. But to be honest with you, I'll take it. Um, and never steps up and, and scores a, a lovely core penalty. And then from that moment on, we, we were by far the better side. That the teams got in the groove. Adama and Neto switched wings, which really ruffled Southampton's feathers. We started dictating play from the back. Um, Neto scores an absolute wonder goal. Um, the kid is, is sublime. 
oh, I, I just hope we get one more season out of him, yeah, to be honest with you, because it is, yeah. And it was a really welcome three points, and, and, and I'll take it. Was it deserved? Game of two halves on the second half, yeah. yes. In the first half, no. So probably a draw would have been a fair result. Yeah, well, it's but, a game of two halves that hinged not on half time, but on the penalty decision, which on the penalty decision. Um, I think but, maybe you're trying to. You're trying to justify that, mate. That is never a penalty in a month. Or no, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to. But what I'm trying to say is, like, worse ones have been given. So yeah. what? So what? So what I'm trying to say is, like, for me, that was more of a penalty than the Max Kilman one. I stand, but neither were penalties. Yeah, neither were penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it comes down to listen, listen. We will have to have a pod where we talk about and we dissect referees' performances, <laughs> VAR, yeah. and do and do it properly because they ultimately make the moment. There are too many differentiating rules. There's too many inconsistencies. I say every single week, and we can't sit here and have a proper debate because neither of us know what we're talking about, really. Because if the referees don't know what they're talking about, me and you don't. <laughs> yeah. And, so and that's the, with that handball. There's a rule, and and I think it is kind of the root of the problem. The making yourself bigger thing and the t-shirt, yeah. like they all kind of it makes yeah, yeah. it a little bit more objective. But there's a rule that says, um, I think. There's no specific measurement on this, but you have to have had sufficient time to move your arm out of the way for it to be handball. How, what is sufficient so, time? So, so what are they going to do? Like, like pick up the ball and roll it to them or something? You know, it's, well, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there is no way that Southampton player could move his hand out of the way in time there. And the same thing happened with Max Kilman, like you said earlier. Yeah, in the season. I, I, same I thing happened with Ma- Darnell Furlong at Manchester United as well. And it, back in November, I, December time. Yeah, yeah. I am sure, Kieran, that someone out there who's got plenty of time on their hands will or could make a compilation of every single handball decision that has been given this year in the penalty yeah. box, either given for a penalty or not, with VAR. And if you went across that whole seat, if we, I bet the inconsistencies would be staggering. Absolutely staggering. And like I said, mate, at the moment, every week, it seems like we come on here and we have some form of conversation around a decision or a VAR decision or whatever. And and and, and, it, and it's taking away... The, listen, the game's soulless at the moment as it is without fans, without the fact that... I mean, I don't really saw the Carlo Ancelotti thing. Obviously, there was that big thing going around when Spurs beat... Uh, Everton, sorry, Everton beat Spurs 5-4 in the cup. He's on the sideline with his cup of tea in his hand. He scored, Everton scored the win in the, in, in the 95th minute, 5-4, and he literally just blows his cup of tea, drinks in, does nothing, yeah. right? And there's a big thing, oh, the coolest guy on the stage. And a reporter said to him, what was all that about? And he said, well, number one, I was freezing. And he said, number two, <laughs> said, I, and, he, and he said, number, he said, number two, I didn't want to celebrate because I didn't yeah. know if he was going to get ruled out. And that's where we are yeah. in the game. You've got no fans in the stadium. And, he, and even if there were fans in the stadium, people can't, we don't know how to celebrate goals. I, when Neto scored that goal, I jumped up and I remember sitting back down. I went, I wonder if something's happened before that. Was every there an offside? Week. It's every, every week. week yeah. Every week, mate. And, and it's taking, the game is already dying, I'll be honest with you, in terms of the enjoyment of it. And the VAR, I mean, I thought it was great that, that Wayne Rooney came out vocally and said, yeah. and because, you know, he's well thought of and he's a big yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and I'm hoping that, that the fact that he's come out and gone, scrap it, scrap it. I'm hoping that might make, that might give other people in, in higher positions and maybe other teams to come out and voice their opinion because it's got to go, mate. It's got to go. It's made yeah. the game worse. And, and, and if anything, it, it's, it's, um, Amplified how poor our officials are. I know. <laughs> it, it hasn't I know. helped them. It's made them worse. So, um, so yeah. So, like I said, mate. So, I'll go off on a tangent again. Look, really happy. To, <laughs> really happy to be sitting here with, with with three points in the bag. 
was he deserved? No. Will I take it? Yes. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and like I said, mate, you know, I still think there are massive cracks in the way that we are as a team at the yes. moment. I, that, that's um, kind of what I want to speak about because you've, you've been very open there. Was it three points you deserved? Probably not. Um, no. Wolves Twitter, running this uh, Black Country Ramble account, I, I have an insight into Wolves Twitter. I've not had before. Sure. Wolves Twitter, and I I'm, hope I'm not offending any Wolves fans here, is a cesspool of negativity. It yeah, is yeah, yeah. so toxic. And every and I, and I will not have any Wolves fans coming out and saying um, that that 45-minute performance <sighs> is enough to change their mind on Nuno. But at halftime, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of Wolves fans either people tweeting or getting retweeted onto my timeline literally saying Nuno out literally yeah, yeah, saying yeah. he's got to go and yeah. I've, I've spoken about this before on the pod you have to just take this season for what it is and go again next year if you finish I, 14th this season who cares yeah I, th- I think I think like I said Chen, this isn't excuse. listen we all know how, how toxic Twitter can be and, and we all know that that fat, fat, uh, sorry, football teams have fan bases, certain fan bases, and certain and, and types of fans that you know are, are quite negative and, and and are quite vocal around that. But I do believe, and I go back to the point I made of the week that at the moment, our only way to outpour our sort of immediate thoughts and feelings when you live in that moment within the game is, is straight to social media. Um, and, and, and people haven't, whereas I've acknowledged it and we've spoke about it. I think some people haven't actually recognised that yet, and that this is just their life at the moment. Yeah. But unfortunately, that then creates a real, like a domino effect that, that you'll get. You'll get the the the, 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 the ultra positive Wolves fans responding, and then the, then they'll go, "Oh, you you happy clappers, tin pot mentality." But a bit of burn. It just it creates this whole online sort of uh, swirlpool of just everything yeah. going on. Um, it's, and it's taken, weird. I've I've taken a step back for it personally yeah. because it it is easy to get involved in it, and it is easy to you know outpour your initial feelings straight onto your phone. Like I said, if we were in the ground, you you go to the concourse and get a pint, and you go fucking hell, that was shit. Or, yeah, or do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or, or whatever. Then 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 you go to the pub, and that's whereas at the moment everybody goes bang onto the phone, and when it's yeah. there in writing in black and white, in the English language, on your phone for millions of people to see or whatever. Yeah. It, 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 it's a different outlook. And yeah, yeah. I, it, it's it's something that, like I say, I've tried to take a step back from because it's easy to get involved in that and get wrapped up in it. Um, I, th- I think what it is, Kieran, and this isn't me sticking up for them, I think the drastic change in our style of play has been quite concerning. Yeah. and And some of our results recently... The, the fact that I'm sitting in now and, and in our last three games, you've got seven points out of Southampton, Arsenal, Leicester, unbeaten in three, brilliant. Do we deserve those? Uh, probably not. Yeah. You know, you know, and, 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 and we've been looking that in that respect, you know, the style of play hasn't got any better. We, we, we're still not as good as we were last season. You know, we're still, we're still having these 45 minutes plus in games where we look absolutely disinterested, uh, devoid yeah. of ideas, inspiration. And what we're doing at the moment, we're lucky because how we should have been 4 all down against Arsenal at half-time, and how Southampton probably should have been about three or four in the lead, we were getting away with it a little bit and, and we're, going, we're going into games half-time, either one nil down or nil-nil, very, very lucky. We're able, then we're able to do... Like I said to me, old man, about the Southampton game, I said, OK, it was all well and good. The second half was, was good. 
but it couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> All we had to do was raise the performance by 1%, and we go, bloody hell, that was better, because of how bad it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think it's easy to kind of like... I mean, I, I know we'll talk about the Leeds game later, but it's easy to get to get sort of... Um, I don't know, not brainwashed. Um, um, it's easy to sort of like... Get swept up away. in it, yeah. Swept, swept up and carried away with the fact we've got seven points out of nine and, and we're suddenly like pushing for the top half now and we're looking ahead of us rather than behind us. But actually, no, the performances and some of the tactics and some of the the, the way we are on that pitch yeah. he's, still, he's still concerning. And like I said, I think when we do this next week, it'll be really interesting because we've got a real tough game tomorrow night because um, we've got to step it up because, because you know, Leeds, Leeds will, they'll run all over us if we're not careful. But, uh, but yeah, but anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll, touch, on, we'll touch on that anyway. Mate, we, so. we, we definitely, definitely will. And the, the thing is, if Wolves lose that game to Leeds, who are a very, very good side, there will be such negativity and there will be such outpour for, for Nuno yeah. to be sacked and so on and so on and so on. Yeah. I feel, I feel, and you, you probably, you've nailed it there. Every point that anyone makes online if it gets a couple of retweets all of a sudden it's it's a symbol of a movement rather than just yeah. a throwaway comment and it, it, when it's in writing um and like and i think the key thing is who's your audience when you're making this comment if it's me and my dad in the concourse my audience is my dad if it's yeah. you, and, you, you and your dad at home your audience is your dad if it's you in the stand your audience is yeah. whoever's yeah. around you if you sure. say that and someone with 5,000 followers retweets you, all of a sudden your yes. audience is 5,000 times bigger and it increases exponentially retweet upon retweet. And I think that mass, that is a massive, massive problem. And it's not, yeah. it's, you can't just make a throwaway comment and things do get carried away. It's and, true. And so people get carried away as yeah, things yeah. start to, start to and develop. Like I, like I said, Mike, the moment there seems to be, and it is because and I genuinely believe when the fans are back in the stadium next season, I believe this whole Twitter thing will calm right down because at the moment people just cannot move themselves away from it. It's their only I, I, I do source get of internet. Yeah. Inter- I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying it'll all be roses in, in the park no, no, on of Twitter. But of course, you'll still have the same. But I think in terms of the, the how um, uh, magnified it is yeah. and, 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 and how quickly things turn, because at the moment you think about it, people are... All these wolves, you've got 28 and a half, give or take, you know, 20 odd thousand wolf syndicate holders plus whatever who are usually at the game, literally sitting watching the game like this. And for that, for the benefit of the, uh, the, the podcast listeners, I'm, I'm simulating typing into a phone, yeah. you know, and they're literally tweeting throughout the game. Whereas you're not going to have that when you're I, I can't that. stand and all, that. Like, and all, you know what I mean? And all that sort of stuff. So you've, you've got that, the moment you've got a thing where you've got, the, 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 the timeline that you see, the negative Nuno out, but a bit of bird. Then you've got the other side where if you're trying to be positive about it, you're called a happy clapper. Then you've got people yeah. in the middle who probably what I would class myself as, where I was like, actually, no, I'm more for being positive, but that doesn't mean you can't question Nuno's tactics or, or question yeah. just because of what he's done for us. You try and be a little bit impartial. And if your opinion sways one way compared to the other, it's not fair if you're called negative and ungrateful or, or, or a, a happy clapper yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm allowed to be a Wolves fan and love my club and support Nuno and be grateful for everything he's done but actually go do you know what the last not 12 months has been un- unacceptable do you know what? I'm allowed to say that doesn't make me ungrateful or the fact that no, I think the grass not. is greener but at the same time you know I'm, I'm not sending out memes like you know calling yeah. for his head and stuff like that 
so it's a really difficult place, Twitter is, mate. It, it, it's quite toxic. Um, it, it's worse at the moment because nobody's, nobody's got other things to do. It's the only, it's the only yeah, source of their entertainment. And I just hope, like I said, next six, I, I doubt we'll see, well, I'm, I'm 99% certain we won't see fans in the stage in this, this season. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping come August, September, when the season restarts, that when the fans are back in the stage and stuff, things will settle down. But uh, yeah. I hope so, mate. I, I think hope that, so. Sweat. Okay. Yeah, I um, I, I do think that that's a, a line you tread quite well on the pod. You don't go too hard on Nuno in or Nuno out one way or the other. Um, yeah. And I, I think that is because you're held more accountable by me or yourself or whoever's listening. Um, and Absolutely. I think, and I think if every Wolves fan was maybe being not scrutinised, because we're not scrutinised, this is just a conversation and then a few people listen. But if you were actually having this conversation in person, would you be as bullish? Not you personally, but would these people be as bullish as to say no, no, out? I don't know if they would. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that for the last three years, we've been ever so spoiled. We've had a fantastic brand of football. We've had these fantastic players grace our pitch that we've never thought we'd have in our lifetime. We've been used to this high level of performance, class, players on the pitch. And this season, and really, as I said, since Project Restart, since, since June last year, um, we, 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 we've really struggled. We, we have, yeah, we've, re- we've really struggled. Even, even the I week, think I, fans I, are a big part of what Wolves ma- do. And it's hit us too. We, we've really struggled with that since, I, since obviously we scraped over the line last season. In, yeah, we had this conversation in the group chat. Um, my football group chat about fans and I said I believe some teams have struggled more and some have benefited I think your Man United's and Man City's and West Ham's have benefited massively um, well because C- City it's like a training ground exercise for tra- them anyway so, so, that, so, so that suits them Man United they, that's, ever since Fergie's gone they've always struggled at Old Trafford Old Trafford's yeah. nowhere near the fortune it used to be so for, so for yeah. them to play without 70,000 fans berating them they've been able to flourish a bit better. And it's the same West at West Ham. Ham. Same at West yeah. Ham. Whereas I think teams like Wolves, who Sheffield rely United. on that, Sheffield United, who rely on the South Bank and the ferocity of it, yeah. you know, um, et cetera, of really short. And that's not, that's not every team. It's the same for every team. That's not an excuse. Yeah, I, just yeah, think yeah. It, it, I just think generally it has benefited other teams. Yeah, you know, it other is. Teams it's definitely, yeah. It, um, yes, it's an issue that everyone faces, but the... Yeah effects are massively varied from club to club and I think a lot of the teams who are doing badly there's a lot more to the issue than of, of course that. but of course but you look back at games just to take Albion for example you look back at some of the games we've lost would we have let a three goal lead slip in a bouncing Hawthorns against yeah. Chelsea no chance uh, no absolutely oh, no, I get it I know. I do. Would, I, when, I do when get we've it. got pulled back to one all in games against your Brighton's um, Newcastle's um, obviously we got to, yeah Chef United we were obviously we were 1-0 up we were 1-0 up against Fulham as well there's a lot of points there that we've let slip and I'm not saying we would have kept all of them but I don't think we'd have left all of them go and I think it's making no. a massive difference for some teams yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wolves included because Molyneux is a raucous place to go you know works absolutely mate listen the pre-build up's amazing with the full Molyneux there's no louder <laughs> ground in the country <laughs> And, and there's been points, man. I've seen it. There, that there, that there, is there, literally there. because of the fireworks, Jack. Like, it is yeah, not the loudest ground in the we, country we, we, when we you don't, don't have, have fireworks. We, we, we don't have fireworks on 75 minutes randomly. I'm on about, like, you know, when you're chasing a, <laughs> when you're chasing a game or something, you know, like, I've seen, I've seen, like, physically seen 
how we've been out of a game. And it's the same for every team. I'm sure it's happened at Albion, maybe yeah. out of a game and the crowd have raised it for the last 50 minutes and it's, it's inspired the players and they've yeah. come out of nowhere. I, I wouldn't claim we're the loudest ground in the country, though. Well, listen, no, I'm, 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 that's impossible to, 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 unless there's decibel readings in each ground. I'm saying yeah. that I've been to many grounds and I haven't yeah, seen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen many grounds louder than, than, than Molyneux in terms of when it's raucous. I yeah. haven't, and I've been to most yeah. grounds. Not, not for any. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Seventy-five thousand raucous Man United fans would be more raucous than twenty-eight thousand Wolves fans. They're not that but, uh, loud, though. You know, are they? I don't know if you've ever been at Old Trafford. Yeah, that, that that was a very sarcastic comment. Probably the, yeah. probably, the oh, quietest, yeah. probably the probably the quietest ground I've been to Old Trafford. Yeah, sure. Uh, as it, as is, and I've got to put it out there quickly before we get onto the Albion. As is the magical myth. Is the Villa Park, the, the Liver, Liverpool Park, and Liverpool, yeah, absolute myths, myths yeah, of atmospheres. I agree. Myths. Well, li- Liverpool's all karaoke before the first whistle, isn't it? Like <laughs> you, you'll never walk alone. It's like you'll never. It's like it's be at for ninety yeah. minutes. It's like honestly, it's honestly yeah. myth. Go on, go um, on, go on, go on. Villa's the biggest myth, mate. Villa. I've been, I've been at Villa games that aren't um, Albion Villa. Oh my god. It is Nothing. silent. Yeah, it Nothing. is so quiet. And they'll all be like, no, no, no. Fila, Fila, Fila. The whole end when it's rocking, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, no shit. When, when a ground, when people are singing, it's quite good. But the point is, Villa fans spend half the time, well, half the time getting on their backs of the team and half the time shouting, Vila, Vila, Vila. Which doesn't leave much time to be an actual good fan base. Um, oh. Kirko, I know you'll love that. Um, yeah. so, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be right on it, Kirk. He's gonna be right on the yeah, timeline yeah. when he's heard this. Yeah, yeah, massively so. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on from yes, uh, yes, moving on from I don't know how we got onto Villa, but moving on from no, Villa. No, no. Um, Albion played, and yep. Albion, and so two weeks ago, I made a comment. I said we've seen the last iter- last of the sort of Allardyce. Billich to Allardyce transition iteration of Albion. So that was a mouthful. But there was a there was an Albion we were watching, and after the after the Sheffield United game, it was pretty clear we would not see that Albion again. As it happened, transfers didn't have a chance to bed in yet, and we saw a very similar team. Um, we saw a very similar team in the following game. But then finally in the United game, the following game was Spurs, it just eluded me then. But then in the United game, it really was a new Albion. It was dynamic, fresh. The, the new players really, really made a difference. And what a player. Okay, Yukushlu looks, by the way. He, yeah, he, he, he just looks good. Looks like, yeah, he looks like what we've been missing. Um, and I don't tend to get excited about a defensive midfielder, but the massive benefit of having one player who can do the job that two players were failing to do previously is it liberates other players. Yes, we're still going to be playing with a low block most weeks, but having one player who can screen the back four and turn defence into attack is invaluable when you've got players with creativity who've been shackled, we're coming back to that word, who've been shackled yeah. week in, week out by the system. And it was really, really nice to see that. Um other positives are we created a lot of chances for him by Dianya. Um, Harry Maguire's interview after the game was the most disrespectful, deluded pile of nonsense. He was saying, oh, we created more than enough chances to win. You know, you come here. Yes, it's a difficult place to go, but we should win. Firstly, it's not a difficult place to go. Literally everybody oh, wins I, I, I was going to say, <laughs> the, 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 the comment made me laugh when he said... Um, 
you don't you don't expect to come here and create ten plus chances against these. And literally every team that you've played since November, they've created ten plus chances. Ten attempts on 10 goal. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <and laughs> you did make me chuckle. I know. And then. <laughs> And they were outplayed. United were garbage. And if yeah, we hadn't got that early right. goal as well, which kind of dictates the pattern that they're going to have the ball, then who knows how yeah. it would have gone. We might have really gone toe-to-toe with them. Well, like, if, if, if yeah, it, bless him, because, you know, he obviously scored that goal, but it, if, if, if Dianya could have hit a barn door in the oh second half, he'd have been 3-4-1 three, three, outside sort of thing. And, I know. You know, I made a joke, I'm, again, referring to my group chat, and obviously Kirko all, all, and the other lads in this all know, but, like, there was um, obviously... The, there's a lot of Albion and Man United fans within within our group chat. I, I think I am actually the only Wolves fan, or well, I remember it was one one or that. But um, there was obviously a lot of chat going on between them, like and, and I actually put I said because I said, cause I said one of the United fans was in our car, you know that was that was shite, can't believe it, but a bit of burn all this. And I just put that's what you know. I said that's a really good point for United against a far superior Albion side. I said, you know, that rattled a few cages. You know, like, I said, I said, I said, really, I said, I said you said, take the point and run. I said, you know, I said, because in reality, if Daniel could have hit a barn door at second half, you'd, yeah. you'd have been 3 4 no, 1 for off. sure. Yeah. You know, and then, we, I mean, I mean, we really, really I, could have been out of sight in that game, which is yeah. so nice having yeah. seen the performances that we've been turning in recently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I think, I think, I mean, again, I talked to my old man about, about the game, like, and, and, and I said, you know, I think United, I think I think their league their league position definitely sort of de- defies the actual how how good they are. Yeah, flatters them. Yeah, they've they've, they've flatters, won a lot of games. That's the word yeah. I'm after. Yeah, they've won a lot of games late, um, and they've scored a lot of penalties, and they've come from behind a lot. Which coming from behind yeah. is a great quality to have. Yeah, but you yeah, can't yeah. Do it every week. But if you said to me, would you as uh, for me, if you said to me, right, would you rather play uh, Man United or Burnley? I'd rather play Man United any day of the week. If would you rather play Man United? Would you, would you rather play Man United or or Brighton? Man United any day of the week? Yeah. Not, not not honestly. And that's actually disrespectful, disrespectful, disrespectful to Man United because they are sitting third or fourth, and they were in the title race up until the last couple of weeks. But it's not meant to be. Dis- I'm just saying that I think every time I've watched United, apart from when they, when they battered Southampton, like. I've always felt our teams could get at them, and I said, "Judy, nice." Yeah. I think I, I think I said last week's pod. We didn't actually do a prediction for that game. I think we missed the prediction off for that game, didn't we? Yeah, I, think. No, I thought I thought that uh, the following day. Yeah, thought, nah, but, we'd have both I, gone United anyway. No, no, and I swear, I swear, <laughs> my daughter's lives. I was going to say a draw. Yeah, I, I just fancied to get. I don't know. I might have said two. I might have gone one all. Actually, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I, I, same as it against Tottenham. I, I, found, I did fancy against Tottenham, and mm. if Daniel, like I said, you know, things could have uh, been easy. Diff- you could have easily come away with 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 four points out of your last two games if things fine oh, fine margins etc yeah, etc. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, as we know by VAR scrutinising offside goals with their fine lines, you know things yeah. took a very different turn. But I thought ultimately, again, I didn't watch the whole game. I probably watched three quarters of it. I yeah. thought you were very good. I thought you were well worthy of the points. I thought you looked def- totally different to to, to recent weeks. It does give you a platform and a foundation to build on. Um, as we've always said, we've alluded to these next few games coming up. We, yeah. we spoke about we spoke about the Fulham and Sheffield United games, how important they were. We always spoke about yeah. the Man United game as the, as the free hit, and then we went bang. These next four yeah. games for you. Oh, this is this is it now. Um, and again, I know we'll get on to the, the preview for Saturday because we know how monumentally big it is. As every game is monumentally big for Albion at the moment. Um, but it just gives you some confidence, some foundations, a different dynamic having the, the lad in midfield. Um, you know, Dianya now, you know, Dianya now, you know, 
he's, he's off the mark. He's, yeah, and, and he looks so dangerous. Obviously, yeah, yeah. the second chance in particular, the first, the first one that he missed, De Gea has done very, very well to get back to that. It's like, oh, fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah. that's a goalkeeper who's pulled off a worldie. The second one, you've got to just take it with your left. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just let it run across and tap it in, and he's he's panicked there. But at yeah, the end of definitely. the day. We have not had a striker getting into those positions this season, which is brilliant. It, it's really nice to have a centre forward who looks like a centre forward, and a, he's, def, he's definitely got the uh, he's, looks like one. Yeah, he's definitely got a, a sort of a, a bit of the puppy see say about him with a bit of meat on him, isn't he? He's like yeah, uh, I, he, he, that sort of like he's not gang, the best gang, technically. That's, no, yeah, that's sort, that's, I mean, that's sort of gangly sort of style play. Puppy see, so he's a bit like that, a bit gangly on the ball and looked a bit. But but you know he, he can score. He's big. He's strong. Yeah. There was obviously that, there was obviously that massive debate, wasn't it? Wasn't a debate for me, by the way, uh, about his goal. It was it was Manny Man United fans because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would I would probably outmuscle Lindelof yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, so um, never yeah. ever ever a foul. People are saying, oh, he he's got his hand all over his face. It's well, because again, you you've made the point many weeks before, Kieran, when we spoke about. Um, when we spoke about like the, the Wolves Albion penalty, the still yeah. the, all the, these yes. these famous still shots where you freeze frame it on a yeah. certain angle, and the, the one that's doing the round at the moment is where he, he's he's Daniel's hands on Lindelof's eye and he's, he's arm on his shoulder, and yeah. that is obviously in the movement to win the header. Yeah, you know, he's already uh, uh, headed the ball by that point. Yeah, it, yeah uh-huh. I, I it is that that problem again of with yeah, social yeah. media, a, a picture gets put on and all of a sudden it tells a different story to what actually yeah. happened in real time. Yeah, 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 um, sure, it, sure. It's just that classic thing again. Um, but other than that, really, with, with the United game, it's probably it. It, it has been that new yeah. iteration um, of Albion that we've been waiting for, something fresh, something new, something to build on. And that's that's pretty much it for a for a review of that. Uh, Jamie, yeah, yeah. how are you getting on with your trivia question? Who was the first oh, Brazilian? You think you you're getting somewhere? I, th- I think I, I think a name sprung into my head immediately. Okay. Um, I say immediately within within a couple of minutes. I'm backtracking a little bit because I'm thinking, am I missing an obvious one out? So I'm I'm, I'm really delving into my sort of my yeah. 1990s classic Premier League knowledge at the moment. But I think I, I think. I think I'm gonna have to stick with Iran because I can't recollect any others. Okay. I can recollect I can recollect Brazilian players before this player. Yeah. Um, a couple of fantastic players I can think of, um, particularly who played for Middlesbrough. But um, yeah. But but in terms of a winner, are you wanting my answer now? Or are we dragging it out to the end? If you think you've got an answer, mate, you you can throw it at me. Should we go for it? Right. Okay. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna say. I'm not going to have a don't regret this because I do pride myself on this sort of knowledge. I'm going to go Edu for Arsenal. JB, that is some shout. <laughs> You've nailed it's it. Edu. It's yeah. Edu. Yeah. That is a great you know what? shout. I really used to like Edu as a player. Okay. I, obviously, I, I, that Arsenal team was sort of my, t- was that was the, that it was the big Man United Arsenal rivalry when I was sort of like a sort of 10, 11, 12, when I was sort of really into my football and, and trying to go places. And even though I was a striker, um, I used to love the way I do play. I had a very cultured left foot, very different. I always yeah. I, I had a punch, I had a penchant, if that's the right word, for, uh, <laughs> for, for, for foreign players. I've always yeah. loved foreren players, and they do just tick that box. And yeah. I remember him being, I remember, I remember. Do you, do you know what? It was close because obviously Gilberto Silva is also Brazilian as well. Yeah, but and he wasn't in was the close. first. Yes, yeah. yeah. Edu was, was in the original Arsenal 2001 was side. I think that was it. Yes, there was a time between them, oh. but. Yeah, I went, I went with Edu, and um, yeah, yeah. what a shout! I'm, 
I'm proud of that one. Thanks, mate. Very good. You can throw <laughs> it at me next week. So I will, I will do, mate. I will do, bud. Um, and while we are on the subject of uh, a new feature, there's another thing that we want to start getting going in the name of rivalry um, is picking a topic um, with two often diametrically opposed options um, that we fall on different sides of. So, for example, um, and we'll all obviously be football related, but pineapple on pizza or no pineapple on pizza? JB, yay or nay? Pineapple on pizza or not? Not nothing against it, but not for me. Not for well, me. Well, I'm all, I'm all in on pineapple and pizza. Are I you all in? Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. A, yeah, a yeah, hard hard agree from me. But <laughs> uh, but the way this is going to work, the way we are going to run agree to disagree every week is we're going to give the person uh, speaking thirty seconds to pitch their view, and then we give thirty seconds to the other person who can respond. Then once we've given our input, we'll hand over to you guys, and you can vote in a poll, and you can let us know. Pineapple on pizza or no pineapple on pizza or Ronaldo versus Messi or so on and so on and so on. Now, with it being the first week, um, there were a few topics that we discussed. Uh, we'll keep a lot of them under our sleeve. But one thing that um, I know JB to be very, very passionate about is Italian football. JB yes, loves Serie A. Um, I, on the other hand, having studied Spanish at, uh, for my degree, um partial to a bit of La Liga. Now, this is something we disagree on. JB swears blind that Serie A is better and I'm the other way around. JB, can you please explain to the listener and more importantly, can you please explain to me how Serie A could be better than La Liga? Okay, first off, I'll start with this. Time. Go! <laughs> okay, go on. You, you do, do that. Go! Lazio! And your time starts. <laughs> Your time starts now. So, Serie A, listen, massive element of nostalgia to it. Loved it growing up. Channel 4, Saturday mornings, live games on Sunday afternoon. (laughs) So so a lot lot of nostalgia into it. I grew up watching Gabriel Batistuta, Ivan Zamorano, Marcello Salas, Zinedine Zidane, before he went to Real Madrid. Um, Original, the Perlo, Buffon, the classic Parma teams, um, the AC Milan teams, Clarence Seydorf, Shevchenko, uh, Maldini, just a fantastic, brilliant league that uh, that is steeped in fantastic players, which always end up going on to the Spanish league usually, but they always start in the best league in Europe, which is the uh, Serie A. What a league! Very, I'm, I'm very nice. Oh, you've gone way over. Maybe I was enjoying it. I'm, 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 I'm good, yeah, good. Yeah. Maybe we'll do <laughs> maybe we'll do sixty seconds in future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I I think that you've made some really valid points there, <laughs> and I, rather than say what my gripes with Serie A are I'll say more why I prefer La Liga yeah Uh, and I'll I gave you 45 seconds there so I'll give myself was that that 45 seconds was that 45 seconds flies yeah 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 yeah. Um, and just before I start goal 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 okay Uh, my time starts now, so the main thing with La Liga is it attracts the biggest and best players, and it always has done. If you look back through the 90s, the likes of um, Figo, Romario, Stoichkov, um, the, the list does go on and on and on and on and on. And even before that, you're looking at your Maradonas in the 80s. You could go back at any period in time. Where are the best players in the world playing? La Liga. It has the biggest rivalry in World football, where you, there's some South American ones, but in European football, certainly in El Clasico, 
It is the biggest rivalry. It has currently the best player in the world, who is also the best player to have ever played the game. And it frequently has um, other people who would claim to be that level as well. There's my 45 seconds done. That went so quickly. So quick, isn't this, it? Yeah. This is going to be very difficult every week. Yeah. So yeah, your yours is basically based on players you loved when you were a kid. Mine is basically yeah. based on players that I love, players that I think are the best. And I think it, what is football about if not random love with obscure players? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we are going to put that to a poll. You, we realise you're probably going to vote more with your personal opinion than of course the way we pitched yeah, it. Yeah. But we will put that poll out after the pod. Um, that was a tricky sentence. Um, <laughs> and whoever wins will get a point next week. Yep. At the end of the season, um, JB, I am. We've got a couple of bets going. The Pedro Neto, Carl, and Grant one. Carl, I don't know what to be honest with you. There's the fact you you even put them in the same sentence is I should have gone Pereira really really you should have done actually yeah that that yeah. would have been a lot well that would have been much uh, better because Pereira has outscored Pedro Neto <laughs> which is bizarre yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah yeah it's um, mental but um but we'll, no, we'll stick that, get another bet on um yeah this, this will be a fun one yeah it will be a fun one whoever ends up with the most points at the end of the season um buys the other one a pint when the pubs are open yes please perfect <laughs> yes please so there is a small matter of a massive, massive six-pointer for Albion this weekend. Um, we play Burnley on Saturday afternoon um, yeah. and we have been moseying on over to Last Chance Saloon for a little while now. Um, but if we're not bursting through the doors of Last Chance Saloon um, with a Burnley fixture, I don't know when Last Chance Saloon comes. This is massive for Albion. If Burnley beat us, or even if we don't get a point, uh, sorry, even if we don't um, get all three points, I can't see how we stay up. Yeah, I, I don't see where the points come from at this stage. I think for me, it's like, it's like you look. You look at last night. Um, was it Brighton Burnley last night? No, F- Brighton Fulham. Fuller, and, and I know said, but it was a draw, so that's another point. Yeah. The results just seem to be all the teams above Albert at the moment. I can't remember the last time Brighton Burnley or Fulham dropped points. They just consistently seem to be picking up. I'm sure they have recently, but it just seems like they're, they're consistently picking up points. And it's even like when they play each other, it seems to be a draw. So they're, just, so they're, they're just stacking well, that, up. That actually um, suited us yesterday, I think, a draw, because we didn't want Fulham building a massive gap to us. And we definitely didn't want Burnley getting out of the yeah. relegation trouble. So uh, yesterday, a point probably did us, but you're, you're spot on. Everyone's just picking up points except us, really. Uh, obviously, yeah. we've got... We've got a couple of points recently, but that yeah, yeah, not, sure. not going to amount to much come the end of the season. And no, um, no. I, 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 this is our season in a game. If we don't take all three points, I'll probably be sat on the podcast next week saying, which of this team can we keep for the championship? That is sure. that stage now. And I'm, maybe I'm lying to myself to even say this game. Yeah, is, is it, listen, the dice? Li- yeah listen, you know, you, you've got, while, while it's still mathematically possible and while you've got, you know, a man. Listen, when you've got a manager like Sam Allardyce, 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 who, you know, I know, he, I know he's not a magician by any imagination, but he has got that sort of, sort of capability to, to do something yeah. ridiculous. He has got he has got something about yeah. Sam Allardyce, and no he's, he's done say, this more than in, anybody. A, a, absolutely. Ever, so. so he has got it. He has got it in the locker. When you actually look at the table, you go. Cr-. I mean, I've actually I've, I've spent I, I've looked at the Premier League table. At this stage of the season, for the last like sort, of, it's dead easy Premier League that way you can look at it like. Yeah. And I've looked at this stage of the season for the last 
five, six, seven seasons. And I've never seen a gap this big in terms of like every year it's like four or five points sort of thing. Yeah. To have a 13, 14 point gap with goal difference. Yeah. It's huge. If you get out of this, it will it will go down as as the miracles of all miracles. Yeah, like, it will be the know, greatest escape it, yeah. it, it, ever, and it will never ever be top. So, but while it's still mathematically possible, while there's still while there's still light at the end of the tunnel, while there's still an improvement in performances, I can see the, the logic behind yeah. keeping that last chance saloon going. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I know, I know, we'll, I don't really want to dissect a bit more, but I'll, I'll put my two pence worth in. No, while, go, while, go while through prediction. But, but, but I, but I fancy, I think, I, I fancy you Saturday. I think, I think, I think you'll win too. I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I, I do. fancy I, I think, you as well. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just, I just think, yeah, I can see you getting something. Um, so, yeah, so there's a few reasons why I think we might get something, and it's what, what are our problems? Well, our problems are when teams play in between the lines and then um, we individual errors let us down defensively. Is our problem heading away balls into the box? No. Is our problem not being able to attack when we've got the ball? No. And how will this game go on Saturday? We will have a lot more of the ball than we've had in recent weeks and it will be lumped into the box. They have a lot of shots, Burnley. They average sort of, I think, nine shots a game or something, which is quite a lot more than us. But that's because they're not always taking the highest XG chances. Um, And Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, yes, they're a handful, massive handful, little and large combo who are very, very tough to play against. But I'd fancy your two centers. Yeah, me too. I think think there's better centers. There's obviously better center halves than than, than Bartley and Ajoye. Yeah. Um, By the way, I thought Ajoye was exceptional on Sunday, by the way. Me and S, me and S are actually talking, and we said, actually, we we actually said, we said, you know what? Not as our first choice, but I'd, 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 we'd have a, I'd have a joy at the Wolves as kind of like as, as a someone to come in and do a job. To be honest, he's excellent. Off your hands. He's um, excellent. He's better than Max Kilman, for example. But um, oh god, yeah, to come out of Max Kilman, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah, having yeah. watched but, both of them obviously a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm, I've, honest, I've never been convinced by Max Kilman to be honest, and I know yeah. I might get slaughtered by some Wolves fans. But anyway, back to Albion. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought a joy was excellent, but um. In terms of there obviously are better centre halves than Bartley yes. and Joy in the Premier yes. League, obviously. But when you're playing two bru- like when we play Burnley, like Connor Cody gets mullered like a four-year-old child yeah. against <laughs> Ashley Barnes, like yeah. against Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. We- I hate playing Burnley with our back line because they just muller us. When we ain't got yeah. Bolly as well, particularly. Um, but you would you would want if you could choose two centre halves, you think hang on, right, you're playing against a four-four-two team here. The two strikers are Ashley Wood. Ashley Barnes and Chris <laughs> Woods. Um, who, who do you want up against them? You'd probably go. You want an, a Joey Bartley sort of combination, yeah, that, just that, two that big lads combo, to yeah. get it to get into them. Um, but yeah, I, ju- I just think, like I said, I think I don't think Bernie are safe. I don't know. I think they are safe, but I almost think that like this game means more to you than them. Yes, and I think agreed. You, I, think you, I think I think you'll have more. I think you'll have a bit of confidence coming from the Albion game, uh, from the Man United, United game. game. Yeah. You, you know, your you new lad in midfield, is it Yoka, Yoka, how do you say his name? Yokushlu. Yokushlu. Yokushlu yeah. had a different dimension to you. Dianya's off the mark. There's Allardyce probably starting to impact on your game plans now. Yeah. In game. I, I will concede that. A it's it's taken a while, but I will. It's taken a while, but there's a little that, bit yeah. there. Um, and I just I just think you might you might do them. Um, I, I don't finish stretching the imagination that you think you're going to win your next three or four. Um, but, but the, the but, thing but, is if we win this game then 
why wouldn't we go into the following game full of confidence? And and that's the way these things happen. It's absolutely, absolutely, yeah, mate. And a lot I, of I agree more so. Babies, but so for, so for me, I'm, I'm going to going to stick my neck on the line. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm I'm, I'm going to back you for for clean sheet. I'm going to, I'm going to go two nil. I'm going to go two nil. Yeah, I'm going to go two one. I I think you've got more faith in us defensively than I have. Do you know what? actually no? Yeah, two one because <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't know the same for Albion. Whenever Wolves whenever Wolves have X players, you will score. So I'm sure Chris Wood's going to score surely. Or Jay uh, Rodriguez. Or, or Jay Rodriguez. Yeah, so yeah. two one's probably the safer bet. If, if but, Jay Rod um, comes off the bench, then I, I would be more worried about trying to repel him than I would um, Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. Uh, yeah, J- sure. J-Rod's such a phenomenal footballer such a brilliant yeah. un- underappreciated Premier League striker sure. massively sure, so sure. so yeah I- I'm going to go 2-1 we're both going to go 2-1 interesting yeah one. we're going to yeah, go 2-1 um, yeah, yeah. I mean we could get on the pod next week and we lose 4-0 and it's, <laughs> it's curtains for the season I can't, but... I, can't, I, can't see, I can't see that with him and there is a very exciting game on tomorrow um, I don't watch all 90 minutes of every single Wolves game um, no, because no. life gets in the way. They're not my team. Sure, sure. I'll be watching all 90 minutes tomorrow. That is yeah, a game I really I'm, want to see. I'm, yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I think yeah. it, it is going to be, I, I nicked round to me old man's earlier just to drop something off and he said, oh, he said, he said, he said uh, uh, what do you think tomorrow night? And I said, I know this is stating the obvious, but I said, it really comes down to what Wolves turn up. And that's an obvious thing to say. If we turn up like Southampton first half, Leeds will absolutely overrun. Because Southampton... We finished by, us. by 45 if, minutes, yeah. If, if it be done, it will be done. Leeds, we will be done at 45. If we come out... The same way we play, were when we played Leeds. Yeah, if we try and sit back and do that disinterested, low block, typical five five sort of you know proper five at the back not three at the back of your wing backs yeah. a five at the back sort of thing like we did against Southampton where we looked disinterested didn't even want to get out of our own half Southampton outworked us outran us outcreated us everything right and we were lucky to be only be one nil down right Leeds will be will be three four outside if we play that game however on the flip if we come out like we did in the second half and we match them toe for toe with our full strength 11 that we've got at the moment should I say it will be I, I can see it being one of the games of the season. I, I genuinely can see being like to yeah. and fro for 90 minutes, which would be a brilliant to watch because, you know what, we ain't going to get relegated. We ain't getting into Europe. Let's just throw caution to the wind. And, and do you know what I mean? And, and let, 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 let's get some entertainment. And, and, and notoriously, we've always had, I mean, the game early in the season at Ellen Road wasn't great. We somehow came away with a 1-0 win. I don't know how we did that, but we did. Um, no. But, but in previous seasons when we've played Leeds, particularly the season when we came up under Nuno, we beat them. I know it's obviously a different kettle of fish now. I think we beat them 3 0 at Ellen Road, 4 1 at Molyneux, and all the games. They were just brilliant games. In previous seasons when we played under Kenny Jacket, we've had four threes, three twos. They've always been notoriously good games. And I hope I'm not putting the, um, what, what's, what's the phrase? I'm after the, the poison spell on, on it. it. Yeah. yeah, they're putting a curse on it, sort of thing, um, by saying that. But I do, think, I do think if we match Leeds toe for toe, go at them like we know we can. Allah Southampton second half. I think it'd be a good game. Um, prediction wise, really difficult to call. I'd take a point now. I think I would take a point now. Yeah. Um, but you know, listen, I listen. I've, I've predicted an Albion win, so I've, I've got, I've got, a, I've got to back my. Own. If I predict an Albion win, I've got to back my own boys. So I'll go. Um, I'll go two one Wolves again. Nice. Very, I think I've got, it, I've got, I've got to yeah. back them. If I'm back, if I'm back in Albion, I've got to back Wolves. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Yeah. I am. Um... I actually think Wolves might get something with, with a defensive 
set up. And I know that's that's not what you want to hear, but yeah, I, think, yeah. I think they might go defensive because listen, I've got I've got no issue with us being now Johnny's back. I've got no issue with us being sort of the back. I just don't, yeah. and I'm I'm quite happy if, if we're going to use the counter properly. I'm happy with that. But the way we were in the first half, we didn't even use the counter. We literally just sat there and did nothing. It was weird. Yeah, um, yeah, so, it, yeah. It's like you didn't really have a game plan. Nothing. No, nothing. Um, I, the way I look at it, and this is from having watched Leeds a lot over the last two years, and well, the three, including this season, they've always struggled against teams who have let Leeds just have the ball exclusively. Leeds want to have the ball. Obviously, they're a possession-based side, but they want to have the ball for very high frequency of possession, yeah, yeah. but not long sure. periods of possession. If, so yeah. they, they always want to be the team who are in possession of the ball as quickly and as the possible tempo. and pushing the tempo, but they don't have it for possession's sake, the way um, Man City sometimes do. Obviously, Man City are a far more dangerous side, but sometimes yeah, yeah, they'll just sure. keep the ball for keeping the ball's sake. Whereas yeah, Leeds yeah. don't tend to do that. Leeds will try and win the ball high. They'll try and get an overload in certain parts of the pitch to win the ball back and they'll they'll really try and hurt their opposition um, yeah, yeah. quickly. Well, if Wolves sit back and play the way Wolves play against the top six, then why couldn't Wolves really force Leeds into playing the way they don't want to play? That's probably how Nuno's going to see it. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a very interesting tactical battle because that's also how Bielsa will see that. And yeah, Bielsa, yeah. Is a, Bielsa is famously a student of the game and takes massive pride in... Um, in knowing how his opponent will set up. It doesn't always impact how he sets up. He's very, very set in his ways at times, but it will be a very interesting um, duel, really, to see how that does play yeah, out. Yeah. I think the 1-0, the as you said, Leeds are the better side. The 1-0 earlier in the season for Wolves um, was a, actually a really good game and a very surprising result for the for the way the game went. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Wolves might beat them again, you know? I think Wolves might... I, I hope so. Yeah, I think I'm going to go barnstorming 3-2. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I think there there will be goals because Leeds haven't kept a clean sheet in forever. Um, yeah. And Wolves look very shaky at the back as well. So I'm, I'm going to go with goals. I'm going to go 3-2. And it will probably descend into both teams going punch for punch. But I don't yeah, think yeah. that's how, how it will start. Um, sure. And it could be a tale of case, you know, a, a game of two halves again. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know that's it's football. We make ourselves look pretty stupid predicting it every week. <laughs> yeah, we do put our neck on the line a little bit to an audience, don't we? But uh, we do. that's, the, we that, do. That, that's the that's the fun and games of doing this. It for is for sure, good. for sure. Um, JB, I was going to circle back round and ask you if you still hadn't got it for your trivia answer, but you nailed it. Absolutely smashed it. Get thinking already um, for one for me well, next do. week. Anybody listening to the pod, if you want to. Um, propose a topic for us to go um, with our agree to disagree feature. Absolutely suggest that. We have stumbled upon the fact we share a lot of the same opinions on football. Like aside from obviously I hate Wolves, Jack hates Albion. There's a massive, massive middle ground where we both kind of prefer Gerard to Lampard or we both kind of prefer um, JT, JT to Rio. Yeah, JT to Rio. Exactly. Yeah, those kind of things. However, we will find things we disagree on every week, and we will um, hopefully have some suggestions from the listeners, and that can help spur us on to um, agree to disagree every week. 
So don't forget to vote in the poll. Um, if you're not already following us on Twitter, we are available at BCR Pod on Twitter. Um, and if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on um, Apple Podcasts, that would do us the world of good um, as we are trying to grow the podcast. Um, JB, is there anything you would like to add before we finish? No, um, I think been been another good episode, mate. Enjoyed it tonight. Thank you very um, much. L- l- lots of good content. I think so too. Um, like I said, I think I think when we sit down, it's usually a Thursday night we do this, isn't it? When when, yeah. when we sit down next next week, um, I think things could look potentially very different for both teams. Yeah. Because um, I say, like you know, without sort of starting a new co- topic, and this is not me being the ever, uh, eternal optimist. You know, if we do win tomorrow night, on the Wolves are on about if, if Wolves do win tomorrow night, you know, yeah. next thing you know, so we're looking ahead of us a little bit. And if it was all to go your way, you know, you sort of you, you, you're back within reach of sort of like seventh place again. That is obviously me not, I'm not just for one second we're, we're good enough to, to, to do that, but it does change the complex of your season. Um, you know, and likewise, it, and likewise, if Albion pick up three points and then a couple of teams around them yeah. drop, drop, drop them, you know, your next one of games are, are winnable for Albion. Sure. Potentially, we could be sitting here next week and it could be really depressing and doom and gloom and like, oh God, how stupid were we last week? <laughs> but at the same time, we could be sitting there going, bloody hell, you know. Hasn't yeah, hasn't the sort of changed a bit? So, but yeah. hey, that's the beauty of week to week. Absolutely. If you if you can't get carried away, then what's the point in watching football? Absolutely, absolutely, mate. JB, thank you for your time, and thank you yeah. to anybody who listened. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you in the next one.